Even as I call myself a super saver, I was saving out of obligation and I don't think I was enjoying it as much. Because I was so focused on saving it and I was so afraid of using it altogether that I didn't actually enjoy earning that money to begin with. Because I wasn't going to use it. The Feels Podcast. holidays everyone if you're listening to this during the holiday season i hope that you are surrounded by so much love and happiness and just really enjoying what's left of the year and i think like all of us we ideally would like to end the year on a bang so when it comes to the feels i really wanted to do something fun and also relevant for the next year to come. And I remember this time last year, I had put out, I think, two episodes in the month of December, which was Frozen 5. That was the one where we talked about your non-negotiables in your relationships going into the next year. And I also dropped that money episode, the one and only episode talking about finances, which was at that time I felt pretty out of character, to be honest, because uh, that was not what I had in mind when I first started The Feels. Definitely not um, the best person to advise you on money. But that actually turned out to be one of your favorite episodes. And the funny thing is, this year alone, I think I've built a new relationship with money, with finance, with personal wealth. So while that episode with Matt the one on our money personality types is very much about making very practical plans on how to save and grow your money. This episode will talk about how I have changed my relationship with earning and using and saving money and how in me wanting to manifest more money for myself this year, I did it and I realized how exactly to go about it. So I hope you're interested in this one because I have been keeping track of how this entire manifestation has happened uh, throughout the year because I will be speaking from personal experience and this is not an episode where I tell you how to hit the jackpot and how to win the lottery. (laughs) It will not be about that. Um, It will definitely be a balance between the spiritual side of things and the practical side of things. And I think truly that is the best way to, to manifest any sort of change in our lives. But fundamentally, the point of this episode is to give you a real life example that you can refer to when it comes to manifesting any sort of abundance in your life. And how it all boils down to having the mindset, first and foremost, in order to actually have the thing that you want. So let's jump right in. I do want to mention a little bit about um, my views on manifestation and my take on using affirmations. For those of you who have been around for a long time now with me on the feels, you know my take on it. Manifestation is not putting something under your pillow and using cups or using water or doing a full moon ritual at least for me it doesn't work like that Um, i think techniques can be fun can be gimmicky but i don't i personally don't do these techniques 
um, I think we're always manifesting because you're always the one creating your life at every minute and every moment. Um, and conscious creation, conscious manifesting just means you're being more intentional with what you do want to experience in your life. So the way I do it is I set intentions for myself, literally deciding this is what I want and this is what I will experience. And if I need to counter some beliefs that no longer serve me, I do it best by journaling my affirmations. So that's just how I would sum up my process when it comes to uh, conscious manifestation. And this is relevant because this was exactly how I approached manifesting wealth for myself. Now, at that time when I first attempted this, I did not know enough about what manifestation really was. Uh, I had the same perspective as so many people out there, which was, I'm going to do this to get me this. And it usually comes from a very one-off mindset, like, I just want to get something and be done with it, you know? I had never actually attempted to manifest a better uh, financial status for myself, not because I didn't want it. Well, I... I had a pretty non-existent relationship with money, meaning my money mindset was very straightforward. It was, we get a job, we earn money, and we just need to have enough, you know, <laughs> like it was, it was it. And I think it also has to do with the fact that I do grow up with a certain privilege. And I say this not because I'm saying I come from money. In fact, my parents will be the first to to totally like shut that down and be like, nope, we're not a family that comes from money. They had to work very hard to get to where they are to provide for our family. They came from nothing. And so I think growing up, I just always had a very straightforward mentality with money, which was if you work hard, you will earn enough for yourself. And I never felt the need to worry about money because it was one of those things where I just knew like, okay, I'll get there. You know, I don't need to be filthy rich at 29. I don't need to earn my first million by the time I'm 30. Like I never had such financial goals for myself. So it wasn't even the fact that I thought it was impossible and therefore I did not try, but more like that desire was just not really existent in my um, system. Now, for some of you who know my backstory, I had a very secure uh, corporate job that involved me being on radio full-time and I love that job it was very safe because I would get like a monthly pay and it was stable but it was one of those situations where it's one of those situations where it's so comfortable you won't starve and and that's all I will say about it so it was very safe and I knew that leaving that job meant that I would have to take a pay cut and also handle my finances more independently and uh, with discipline. So this was my second year freelancing. And at the start of the year, I started thinking, maybe I should just try this. Maybe I should give this a shot. And because I had no real impetus to manifest a certain sum of money, the number didn't really matter to me, right? It wasn't, and I didn't want to just do like a technique to get $500, you know, like it to me, it just, I had no interest in that. 
So I thought, okay, let's just write down a random number and see where it goes, see where it goes. Like just write down a number that I think would be enough, would make me happy. <laughs> so I did. And obviously for privacy purposes, I'm not going to reveal that number to you. But I will say I wrote down that number and it was just an affirmation that I wrote every day, which was I earn XXX amount every month. Now, I will say this right from the beginning that when I first wrote this down, I did not believe I could do it. In fact, I think that was a big bulk of the problem, which was I didn't believe that I could actually earn this amount every month because I was very far from that amount at that time. So I wrote it down every single day, not like a chore, but just like, okay, you know, I'm journaling today, so I'm just going to include it in. Aside from this exact amount that I wrote down, um, there were other money affirmations that I threw in because I thought, yeah, they made me feel pretty good. Um, and it was just affirmations like, oh, every time I spend on something, more money comes back in. I had wrote a bunch of these for a few months, but nothing really worked. So I got real with myself and I realized I had no real impetus, first of all, behind wanting this amount of money. And if I were to really be honest with myself about what I wanted when it came to my finances, it was that I wanted to be financially free. Financially free means I don't need to have a number in mind, but I would always feel like I have enough. And not just enough, but not have any worries around spending money, using money because I'm financially free. It just kept it open for me. And I think that sentence alone, I am financially free, that affirmation gave me a lightness in being every single time I thought about it, I wrote it down. So I thought, okay, let's just drop every other affirmation I had you know, been scribbling down and just go with this one affirmation, which was, I am financially free. And it feels great. <laughs> Sometimes I would add, and it feels great. But other times it was just, I'm financially free. So here's where it gets fun. It gets interesting. First month that I wrote this down, I started seeing the opposite. What did I mean by this? Suddenly in that first month, I had unprecedented bills coming in. I felt like I kept having to fork out stuff. One thing after another, like, oh, I, I ran out of this, so now I have to fork out money to replenish this. Or I sprained my ankle and I couldn't, you know, teach as many spin classes anymore. Or I actually wasn't doing a lot of production at that period of time. Like it was just one of those like down times of the year for me. So there was less coming in and I was forking out more money. Like it just felt like I constantly had to transfer people money or pay more bills. And I was like, what the hell is going on? But I stuck to it. I stuck to the affirmation only because when I said it, it just made me feel good anyway. And I was like, okay, if that is my goal, no matter what, then I, I just need to push through this, don't I? Because I mean, you kind of had to get over the bridge in order to get to where you want to go. So we're in the middle right now and I could very much tell you the end of this manifestation story right now. But this is the part where I think most people don't want to hear and they don't want to 
be serious about, which is why I'm going to save the end of this manifestation story at the end <laughs> and really just get serious about what happened in the middle for me. During this process, uh, with all this random bills coming in and me not earning as much as I would like to, despite having set that intention of being financially free, it actually offered me opportunities to look at my own mindset when it came to earning money, using money, and saving money. Now, I always was very good at saving money, I will say that. In fact, I was so good at it because I basically adopted a scarcity mindset without even realizing it. I think a lot of us can relate to this. We typically grow up in families with parents telling you that you have to prioritize saving, money doesn't grow on trees, you have to work very hard to earn a lot of money, and being rich is not something that is available to everyone, basically. And I don't blame my parents for that upbringing because they came from a generation where they had to earn to survive. And you and I, if we're about the same age and we come from the same generation, then we understand that we're very lucky to be their children, especially if we have parents who understand how to save, how to invest, how to earn money, and they have given us a really blessed home and a life or at least an early life where we didn't have to worry about where we're going to get our books or how we're going to have food on the table. Like, we're very blessed, you know? So I completely understand their choice of upbringing, which was to instill in me the importance of saving. Going into freelancing, I knew very well that I had to be super good at saving, even better than I was last time. So um, saving was the number one thing that I did every single time I had some sort of income come in. But that mindset also led me to see money as a commodity rather than something that felt more like a birthright. And when I say this, I don't mean that you should start being arrogant and throwing out money and not relishing it, not cherishing uh, the finances that you do have, but rather to just take a moment and sit yourself down and really ask yourself, what is your relationship with your money like? And this is where I'm going to give you examples, okay? I have multiple sources of income. And the one that is most consistent is the one that's giving me uh, CPF at the moment. It's not my main bulk of income, though. Most of my uh, income comes from uh, my career in the media. The downside to that is that it depends on the gig economy. So I don't have a set date where I can expect a set amount of cash like uh, me teaching spin, for example. So that coupled with, you know, deeply ingrained beliefs about money that I had growing up, the mindset that I adopted was always, I don't want to use my money because I might need it for a rainy day. And even deeper than that, it was that I was afraid that I would run out of it. Even as I call myself a super saver, I was saving out of obligation and I don't think I was enjoying it as much because I was so focused on saving it and I was so afraid of using it altogether that I didn't actually enjoy earning that money to begin with because I wasn't going to use it. 
that was the bottom line of what having a scarcity mindset was, which was that I'm afraid I won't have enough. And in being afraid of not having enough, you are perpetuating never having enough in your life. It would manifest itself in things like me wanting to put off paying my bills until the very last minute, until I absolutely have to, because I just couldn't bear to part with that money. And that didn't make me feel any better, by the way. Putting it off and waiting till the last minute only gave me more anxiety. But it was like, do I want to give myself anxiety for not paying my bills early? Or do I want to give myself anxiety for paying it right now? <laughs> and I was like, no, just put it off. You know, like maybe in two weeks I would have more money deposited into my account and then I wouldn't feel the pinch as much if I would have to pay those bills. Like now when I say it out loud, it feels a little shameful to be honest, but it was a fact I was operating on that kind of mindset, which was put it off, put it off because I'm scared to use it. Even things like when I go out with friends and we have meals, right? Like I've never thought myself to be a calculated person. To me, I'm always like, no, if I can spend money on someone that I really love and care about, I'd be happy to buy someone a meal or buy someone gifts, you know, because I care about them and I love them. But I will say that I always had anxiety. Like if I went out to have a meal with a group of friends, I would have anxiety when the bill comes. And I'm just thinking, should I be the one to offer to pay first? And I asked myself, what exactly is giving me this anxiety to reach out and pay first? Because it wasn't that I couldn't afford it if I had to pay first at that point. And it wasn't that I didn't trust my friends to pay me their share if I had to pay first. And in short, it just wasn't like I couldn't afford it. Even if I had to pay that sum myself for something else, for example, it wasn't that I couldn't afford it. But it was an irrational anxiety that I had built over the years, which was don't spend, don't spend, don't spend on anything. Basically, don't use your money. Just keep it as if it would grow in your bank. <laughs> so this mindset of wanting to save my money ended up becoming a scrimp mindset because the same applied to when I was paying for stuff for myself. It wasn't that I didn't want to spend on others or spend on others first or be a little more generous it was the fact that even on myself i would choose to spend on the item that was just slightly cheaper than the one that i really actually want like those couple of dollar differences didn't actually make a difference at all but somehow my mind just went straight to no pick the cheaper one Saving that couple of dollars is going to make a world of difference to your bank account, yen. So pick the cheaper one. So the point I'm trying to make by pointing out these three main behaviors that I identified in myself was that I started to see all the ways that I was behaving that was not a financially free person. All the ways that I was thinking not like a financially free person. And all the things that I would have to change if I really wanted to be someone who felt financially free and secure in their life. What I did was that every single time I felt these irrational anxieties come up, I would take a moment and ask myself, okay, would a person who is financially free actually be worried about something like this right now? Would someone who knows that money is always coming in think and feel like this right now? Would someone who is actually financially free be bothered to put 
off paying their bill because they think it's going to make a world of difference to their bank account. No, because they know they would have more than enough and they understand the importance of paying the bill on time. Therefore, not accidentally having an overdue bill and paying more money than they should. But also, it stems from an unnecessary worry. Because if I had all this money, this bill would feel comfortable to pay. So that's what I started to do. I started to take my bills really seriously. I pay them as quickly as I can so I don't think about them. Same applies to when I know someone else has offered to pay a meal first. I take it upon myself to pay them my share immediately because it goes both ways, right? When I want to purchase something, I ask myself, okay, is this worth saving on? If those couple of dollars won't make a big difference, I stop trying to justify why I should be buying the thing that I actually want. Whether it's for gratification or the fact that it was a necessity, I put myself first I don't think of it as I'm losing money right now because the logic was that I felt as if every single time I had to pay for something, I was losing money. But that mindset was so difficult to have. It was a strange mindset too because logically speaking, when you pay for something, you get that thing in return, right? You get that thing that you want to use or it makes you happy or whatever. But I didn't see it that way. It was like, oh no, I actually have to give away money now. So I had to flip the thought like manually and diligently. Every time I felt that anxiety come up about spending money, I would tell myself, no, that's ridiculous. You don't have to feel bad about giving away this money because you're not losing it. You're actually gaining it. You're giving this money in exchange for something that you actually really want or actually need. And in that you are investing in yourself. You're investing this money. You're not losing it. So... This is the kind of like inner conversation I had to have in order to kind of soothe my anxieties when it came to spending money. And I stopped worrying about having to take up the bill first. If I have to, I'll do it. And I just told myself, you know, I'm not going to worry about this because a person who is financially free would actually be generous, would actually be okay with paying first. And I stopped being calculated for the things that I know deep down I don't want to be calculated about. In fact, During that period of time when I knew that um, not much was coming in as compared to what was coming out of my pocket, I made it a point to be extra generous. Like the birthday dinners that I want to spend on my friends, I do it. The birthday items that I want to buy for other people that I care about, I do it. The gifts that I want to shower on people when they invite me over, for example, I do it. I give them. I get them and I do it. So... All this to say is that during the process, I actually had to become the person who is financially free and in doing so, adopt a mindset where money is always coming in. How can you be a financially free person if you had all these worries about things that won't actually worry you if you are financially free? And during this time, it made me realize Even if I somehow struck lottery and I don't even play the lottery, even if I somehow struck lottery and earned that amount that I wanted to have, I would not consider myself to be financially free because a swift amount of money doesn't make you a rich person. It makes you a person with money, but if you don't think like a rich person, if you don't feel like a person who is secure with their money, 
Can you honestly say that you are a rich person? Can you honestly say that you're a financially free person? There are people who strike lottery and lose it just as quickly because they don't have the mindset on how to govern their money, don't know how to grow their money, they don't know how to use that money wisely. And so it was during this process of manifesting more money for myself that I realized I had to become a person who loved money who didn't care so much about looking at their bank account all the time, wasn't afraid to lose that money, loved earning money, loved spending it, but also loved saving it. The process of owning and having money should be enjoyable. And I realized I never built that relationship when I was growing up. And it's funny I say that now because growing up, for some reason, I seem to have this idea that the rich people tend to be the bad ones. Maybe it's through media. The villains always tend to be really rich and luxurious for some reason. <laughs> and the good ones always seem to start from being a pauper. I don't know. But somehow we have this weird belief that if you are rich, you tend to be a bad person or that if you love money and you love making money, you're a bad person. I realized that was not the case. And actually people around me, um, I have friends, I have loved ones who earn a lot of money and they're great people. So I have no idea where that universal belief or when that universal belief made a home in my belief system. But there it was. I seem to have adopted that somewhere along the way. So this process was really me just shedding these beliefs that were taught to me that I adopted from outside, from the environment, from people, hearing people talk about it but also the beliefs that I have somehow accepted from my parents, from my upbringing. And throughout this time, I was actually pretty anxious about looking at my bank account because I was like, okay, I know I always have money in my bank account. And the thing is, I knew I had the money. I was just not using it. I have separate accounts for savings and expenditure. And I made it a point to never, ever touch the savings account unless I actually have to dip into it. So in my head, I was like, okay, I don't really want to look at my expenditure account because I was afraid to see that number go smaller and smaller until you know more income was coming in. So every time I had that anxiety come up, I told myself, no, there's no need to be worried about this because you actually do have money. You're just choosing not to spend it right now person who is financially free would not be afraid to look at their bank account but also they wouldn't look at their bank account so much they would always know that they have money in there and you do not have to worry about that so one fine day and i remember i was in the toilet <laughs> i was like okay i actually do have to check my bank account now because oh well, it's been a while some sort of payment from one of my many gigs um should have come in by now so i opened my bank account and i freaked out it was the amount that I had asked for months ago, months and months ago. The number that I first wrote down in my affirmations. I would literally was confused. I was like, where did I get this money? Am I seeing it wrong? So don't worry that money was not transferred from an offshore account that is now considered fraud. Nope, it's actual money that I earned. Turns out it was just accumulated payments that come from all the gigs that I had done uh, in the months prior. And 
I had been working so much that I was not keeping track of how much I was earning. And all of that usually falls on the job of my manager. So she takes care of all the money that's coming in for me. And it had all accumulated. She had bundled up a number of projects together and all of that money came at the same time. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And that's when I remembered, actually. I had totally forgot that I wrote this number down. Telling you this story, I would tell it from the beginning, which was me writing that number down. But during this process, guys, I totally forgot that I once set my intention to earn this amount of money. And it was right before my expenditure account ran dry. <laughs> so I was like, wow, I mean, the universe has a sense of humor. Uh, those couple of months becoming the person that was financially free was not easy. I really had to look at my fears and work through them and be the one to soothe them and essentially become, again, become the person who was financially free. Of course, when it happened, seeing that I'm actually able to earn this amount, it gave me a lot more courage and faith in myself and now the goal is to earn this amount consistently. Knowing that I can do it once, it just feels really good to know that I can do it again. And the best part is, throughout this process of actually earning this amount, it felt really effortless because this was work that I was really enjoying. And this is how it should be. You should be enjoying the process of making that change in your life, you know? And Having this money now, it just feels like I am more well-equipped to handle this money than I would have been if I had earned this months earlier. I don't know if that's fair to say, but I'm glad this process had to happen for me to recognize what I had to stop doing in my life in order to really feel and have the identity of someone who was financially free because right after this amount dropped it was like consistently i did have money coming in now is the part where i get to cruise a little bit you know the hard work has been done and the work was not the earning it was knowing how to handle money that was the work that i had to do for myself i mean it can be different for everybody you know Everyone has a different process to go through. But for me, that was the work to kind of unwire how I used to handle my finances. And now moving forward, it just feels like it's a joy to have money. So I'm telling you this story because I want everyone to know that when people say they want to manifest more money, if it's like a couple of hundred dollars and it's just fun for you to manifest it, I say go ahead because it tickles your fancy, right? Do it once or twice. It's just nice to have surprise money come your way. But to truly, truly make a big change in your life, and in this case, it's financial abundance and not just one-off $100, I think you first have to look at what was stopping you before. And when it comes to money specifically, I think a lot of us are built on that belief that money is for the rich. Money is reserved for those who are born into it. Either that or you really have to struggle to earn more than you deserve. Or that we fundamentally are not worthy to earn more than we're used to, more than we've ever had. And I think that way of thinking is just so flawed. Because the truth is, 
Money is paper that's been printed on. It will not buy you happiness, but it can buy you things that make you happy. And it's okay to want more money than you've ever experienced in your life. It's okay to want to move and improve your financial status. It's okay to ask for more. And I never dare to ask for more because I always thought, well, this is what I've always been given and I should just be grateful for it. I mean, be grateful, but man, like I had to learn to recognize my worth. Like when it comes to earning money through my work, I had to learn to recognize my own worth and actually dare to ask for it. And if necessary, raise it, raise my worth. These are things that I never dared to think about because, well, I wasn't born in a family that was overly concerned about earning too much money. It was always, yeah, if you have enough, you're good, you're set for life, you know? Which is in a way good because I guess it kept me humble and down to earth. A value that I actually really appreciate my family has given me. But I think on my own as an adult, I had to learn what it means to ask for what you are worth. That's something I had to learn on my own. And that's actually the final point that I want to make in this episode, which is that if you don't recognize your worth and you don't ask for it, no one will know your worth and no one will give it to you. You have to ask for it. And that's not to say to go out to the world and be aggressive about the things that you want. Don't be violent about it outwardly, but internally, like inside you. Know that you are worth the amount that you see you are worth and be stubborn about that. Like be be adamant about it. Demand it if you have to. Really drill it in yourself that you are worth this amount. You are worth the things that you want to buy. You are worth you investing in yourself. Things that I pointed out in most of the episode, you know, were the, the key takeaways that I learned throughout the process of becoming financially free, finally becoming financially free this year in my career. But there are all these other things, just realizing that, you know what, if I want something, I don't have to justify why I want it. I don't have to put off my own gratification. And I don't have to judge myself for wanting to earn more and wanting to have more in my life. I deserve to have abundance just as anybody else, no matter where we come from or what family we're born into. So whatever goals you're setting for yourself in the coming year and the years to come, I think what's most important before you set those goals is to come at it from the right mindset, which is you are worthy and deserving of all the things that you do want to achieve and you can have them. You just need to believe in it enough to act like it. I hope this little story was fun to listen to because recounting it helps me take stock of how much I've grown in terms of my mindset when it comes to wealth. And it was through this process that made me realize nothing on the outside in your life can make you feel rich if you don't first feel rich within yourself. We need to set our own benchmark. And sometimes that means having to be a little arrogant with who we are on the inside. And that's okay. Your secret's safe with me. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, this year has been fantastic. I want to end this episode by sharing a piece of news that I think you deserve to be the first to hear about before the rest of social media when I share this. I could not be at this place without you, truly. 
So every year, Spotify does a Spotify Wrapped, right, for music and whatnot. And for podcasters, we also get a Spotify Wrapped every year. And one of the things that really hit home for me was that the feels is part of the top ten percent most shared podcasts globally. And I don't know if that number is big or small to to other podcasters. I really don't because I don't have that kind of relationship with other local podcasters. But all I want to say is that that number to me, at least to me, just means so much to me. Ten percent on a global scale doesn't feel small to me. To even be in the top ten percent of the most shared podcasts, I mean, thank you. I must be doing something right here for you who has shared it at least once to someone you care about. So, I just want to say a huge thank you, and you guys have no idea how you are helping me with my mental health. So, thank you for letting me do the same in in any way possible. I cannot wait to speak to you next year. But until then, please be safe out there. Have a wonderful time, and I'll catch you guys soon. Bye.